With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday. And you are listening to a bonus edition of the People's Dynasty Podcast, The Dynasty Warzone. And as always, we are the flagship podcast of the thedynastyfootballfactory.com. And we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And we've got so much stuff to cover. We're going to cover the Memphis chapter, the outlaw chapter, if you will, of the Listener League. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of news and we're going to play a little game called Smoke or Fire. A lot of news, a lot of little nuggets, and we didn't want to rush through our AFC North breakdown. We got a couple of amazing guests on Wednesday for that show. So I thought, you know, instead of releasing like an hour and 20 minute podcast, how about we, we release two 45 to 60 minute podcasts? Give you a little something extra. Maybe you're traveling. Maybe you're on vacation. Maybe you're trying to get away from your family and you just want to listen to fantasy football conversation. But I can't have a conversation by myself. So I'm going to bring him in. You know him as the man of the hour, the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what is going on? Nothing. We're excited for a bonus episode. Happy? I was without the Patreon for so long. Now I got a bonus. I got the regular episode. I'm going to be on the Patreon this week. It's just good to be back talking football with you, Mr. Memphis. Oh, man. You know, I've been on a hell of a run. So You're um, always on a hell of a run. I, Who the I, hell are you kidding? This is true. Um, you know, the, I, I found out the, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Uh, you know, I've, I've had the good fortune of being on podcasts with the fantasy football fellas recently, the dynasty trade calculator guys, which the, the, the trade calculator and the fellas, the fellas are always going to have a special place in my heart because they're friends on top of being colleagues uh, to, to, to share a microphone with Izzy Alcafas and JP Hurley is nothing short of special. We had a bonus episode with Nick Whalen. I was on with the Aussies. I was on with Lewis Glover of the fantasy vault. I've been everywhere. I just love this. I mean, I would much rather do this than, than, than watch a new TV series, although my son's pretty pumped for Stranger Things 3. But real quick, I just want to tell the listeners about Trophy Smack. Listen, guys, we are officially in July. Training camps start this month. I believe the Hall of Fame game technically is like the last weekend of July, first week of, end of August. We're, we're here. Send a group chat. Send a little note, a group text, whatever, a smoke signal carrier pigeon, whatever your league uses, and let them know that, guys, if we chop this up 12, 10, 14, 16 ways, we can get a really sweet trophy from trophysmack.com. Just go to the link in the bio of the Dynasty Warzone Twitter handle, at Dynasty Warzone. Click on that. Go on there. Pick yourself out a nice trophy, and then add a ring up to a $59.99 value. And when you're going to check out in the promo code, use the code DWZRING. DWZ, as in Dynasty Warzone, DWZ ring. It will take the price of the ring off. You just pay for the trophy. And they've got tons of really cool stuff over at Trophy Smack. So make sure you head over there and check them out. And make sure you check out the Patreon uh, at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Doing all kinds of good stuff. And it was really good to get some feedback from some of the Patreons, Jerry, about how much they were glad to have you back talking some Debbie last week. Yeah, I'm actually in a Debbie draft right now. I uh, I had the second pick because I blew it up a little bit and I got LaVisca Chenault. It was between him, Rondale Moore, and Hollywood Brown. I went with the bigger guy because I'm a sucker for bigger guys. 
Uh, what, what did you get again? LaVisca Chenault. I think they wide clear, receiver I, I, for Colorado. Oh, I was gonna say I think they can clear that up with some penicillin. <laughs> I think Sailor's back in the city. <laughs> Bell can at least. Absolutely. So listen, we're just gonna talk a little bit on this bonus episode. We're gonna talk about my. Uh, we're calling this one the Outlaw Chapter. You know, kind of. That's my thing. The uh, the Dynasty Outlaw and Outlaw Chapter goes along with motorcycles. I'm a motorcycle guy, so this is all just uh, synergistic and tying all back together. So, Jerry, you want to talk a little bit about this Listener League? Yeah, let's uh, explain the setup to the people. That's what I want to hear. What, what, what well, you, the... well in, in all fairness, you technically set it up. I, I just work here. But I did, I, but you have a southern tone that just melts like mm-hmm. butter on the listener's uh, ear. So. Smooth like butter. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this thing up. So... Uh, every, it's deep. I will tell the people that it is a very deep league. Once it, we got it, it to the really, end, it, it was really slim is. pickings. Yeah, I'm 39 rounds. I can, I can tell you that for sure. Um, my my team. So you ha- so here's the starting requirements. It's super flex. So, um, and then you start at a minimum of two running backs, a minimum of three wide receivers, a flex, a non quarterback base flex. So a wide receiver running back or tight end, a super flex. So what is that? One, two, three, six, riveting radio, nine. We, we start nine, and uh, I drew the 106, which is kind of a funky spot to be. You, you miss out on the big four of running back. I, I didn't get a shot. Mahomes went in the top five, which in, in a super flex is kind of par for the course. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think he actually went six in our league. He slipped a little bit, either five or six. I will tell you because I'm I'm trying good good podcasting here, but it's a bonus, you know the the, the production value. He went 103 overall to lineups and chill. Uh, he he took him at 103. Christian McCaffrey at the 104. Uh, I was hoping Alvin Kamara would have slipped to 106. Uh, that was B Hartley, right in front of me took Alvin Kamara. So having to start wide three wide receivers, it felt pretty. Uh, pretty obvious for me to go DeAndre Hopkins. I'm a big D-hop guy, uh, number one wide receiver in, in, in a startup for me. I had no problem taking him there. What did you think about with my uh, DeAndre Hopkins? I think that's a steal. I mean, I'm I'm taking him over running backs just because I value wide receivers more. I like guys that are going to play for longer periods of time, and wide receivers tend to play longer, and they get hurt less often. So I think it's a steal. So that that is and your your next pick, which I'm foreshadowing a little bit, I loved that pick too at two oh seven. One thing before I get to my, my, my next pick at two oh seven is I love the amount of trades I've seen in this league. This group has been trade happy. I don't know an exact total, but I'm seeing a bunch. Because on Sleeper, which Sleeper is the official home of the Dynasty Warzone listener leagues, um, tons of trades at every single round, uh Chad and uh Oh, uh, Jared, they, they they did some trading, slider, I mean, just, just a bunch. I mean, I think everybody has at least one trade to this point, and that, that's got me excited for my for my group of the listener league. I got Keenan Allen at the 207. Uh, I love Keenan Allen. It's a PPR league. Again, you have to start three wide receivers. And, and I learned the hard way in another startup. I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, and I don't love my wide receiver core. I love my top two. I usually wind up with two really good receivers. And I didn't do that. So in this league, I, I kind of wanted to try some different stuff. So uh, third round, Carson Wentz. Jerry, you know about my love for Carson Wentz. He's on my team too. So the listener leagues, the hosts of the show, love themselves some Carson Wentz and got him in both the listener league divisions. And we, we actually have a co-owned team in the Dynasty Degenerates 4 League where we took Carson Wentz in that league as well. Now in that league, we went quarterback, quarterback, we stacked Wentz and Watson. I love our quarterbacks in that league. I uh, came back in the fourth round, took Kenny Galladay. I debated, you know, taking Cooper Cup, but I literally have Cooper Cup, I think, on seven of nine rosters. And I had n- zero shares of Kenny Galladay. So what the hell? Let's let, let, let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, went Kenny Galladay. I know you're a Lions fan. Is that, is, are you good with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm actually looking at it. I can't believe the Leonard Fournette went two picks before to Leland 91. I mean, that's a steal for me. Marlon Mack to pick before you. I mean, you had some good options at four. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, the, the running backs that I was looking at, I was looking at Jacobs, and the, so right before. Oh that, yeah, I, I can see. He yeah, went you're, you're, you're going the other direction. Yeah, I, the 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 four picks preceding my Kenny Galladay at the four oh seven were Carryon Johnson, 
then Josh Jacobs, then Leonard Fournette, then Marlon Mack. It was, uh, but but I uh, I pivoted. I, w- I went ahead and took a third wide receiver, no running back. So then we had some more quarterbacks come off the board in the fourth, and by this point, we had already taken ten quarterbacks. Dak was was off the board. And then we made the turn at the the 501. I do want to bring up Chris Godwin. It's good to see that his ADP, in my opinion, I'm fine with Chris Godwin there. I mean, but then again, at 501, Chris Godwin went, and then at 503, Tyreek Hill went. We're going to talk about Tyreek Hill uh, here in just a minute in the fire, the smoke and fire section. But would you rather have Godwin or Hill? Uh. I don't know what to expect with Hill, so I think it's probably Godwin. I took Tyreek Hill in my division at 612, if that says anything. Now, this was before he met with the NFL. This was before we knew anything, so I think we all sort of thought he was just going to fall off the the bandwagon and potentially get cut or never play again, so that's why he slipped so far. I I think I'm at Godwin just because it, it's a risk. It's a super risk for Tyreek. Am I crazy? What is, are you Are you going upside with Tyreek? I get the wide receiver one on a better offense with a better quarterback. I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, we, I, I don't we, think that's crazy. It's just, it's so risky. You know, well, it's, it's shooting craps in a part of the, uh, part of town that you don't want to hang out in. That's, I, I, that's what Tyreek Hill is. We're, we're going to talk about Tyreek Hill here, here in just a few minutes. So I, I won't give that away, but uh, I, I'm buying the Tyreek Hill. If, if you can, if you can get a, a sketchy owner, um, th- then the first, so, so the big three, the big three tight ends went all within the b- before the 302. So between 101 and 302, Kittle, Kelsey, and Ertz were gone. Then OJ Howard for a tight end premium. OJ Howard at the five 505, pretty solid. And then so I'm up at the 506. Right, I've got three wide receivers and a quarterback. Did I let that stop me? No. DJ Moore was on the board. I am big on DJ Moore. I know you're not. That's okay. Uh, I couldn't say no. Uh, one of the steals of this draft was A.J. Green at the 507. That's what I, I was going to bring that up. So if you – I don't know how to explain this. It, you have a, like a pretty young core, Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Hopkins, Carson Wentz. Let's say you had gone older guys. It, would you be, have been more likely to go A.J. Green and just trying to win in 2019? Because I feel like you still have a good chance to win, plus your team's young. But let's say it didn't fall the way you want. Maybe you have older players. It, would you ever? Is there a situation you'd take AJ Green over DJ Moore, or are you just you're you're totally in the DJ Moore on that train? In redraft, I might have went AJ Green. There. Okay, because I, I think AJ Green about seventy percent sure. If both guys play an equal amount of games, right? If both guys play fourteen or both guys play sixteen, I believe AJ Green's going to get me more points in twenty nineteen. But this is dynasty. This is the long haul. I would much rather have it, and I don't have to have. <laughs> That, that production. Um, I've got, like I said, Hopkins, Allen, and Kenny G. I think Kenny G and, and uh, DJ Moore will, will flip a little bit. Uh, other action, Kareem Hunt went at the 510. We're going to talk about him again in the, in the fire, uh, the, the smoke and fire section. Then uh, my man Sam Darnold went at the 603. It was a little bit earlier than I was uh, taking him. And then I, I made the running back pick that I thought I would never make. Jerry, who did I take at the 607? That was Derek Henry, the the man, the myth, the legend, Mister Ninety Nine Yard Rush himself. I I hate Derek Henry. I hate <laughs> I him like a fat. I, I hate him fun. like a fat kid hates salad. But, but at six seven, like I, you had to be happy. You know, he's the lead running back on a team that wants to run the ball and play defense. I don't see that much of a difference between Leonard Fournette. Who went at the four four five and Derrick Henry, who I got at the six seven. I think. All right, four, me, I, hold on, let me. I don't mean to interrupt, but I just good. I'm giving you all sorts of scenarios here. So let's say Marlon Mack slips a little bit. Uh, Dale takes Kenny Galladay. You get Marlon Mack in the uh, in the fourth round. Are you more likely to take Tyler Boyd over Derrick Henry, or are you going Derrick Henry uh, as your second running back? It's hard to say. After are you a Tyler uh, Boyd guy? Let me ask that first and foremost. I, 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 I'm coming around on Tyler Boyd. I don't love him, and I don't hate him. Okay. Um, I'm kind of meh on him. I, I've seen it one year. A, A.J. Green's still there, and I really think John Ross is going to have a role. We're going to talk about him on our AFC Breakdown show on the regular Wednesday show, so I won't spoil too much of that. I, I'm not super high 
on on Tyler Boyd, but I'm not low on him either. I I, I see value there. He's just going to be 24 at the start of the season, so a lot of upside. Th- then in my second QB at the the seven six, I got Josh Allen. Here's the thing, and that, that that's a very Jerry phrase. So I'm, I'm a big so guy. Jerry's a here's the thing guy. Here's the thing. <laughs> Carson Wentz is going to be my steady force as my QB one. And Josh Allen, over like the last five or six weeks of the season, he was the QB one. So if Carson Wentz, see, there's my so. If Carson Wentz is just my steady Eddie, you know, and, and, and he puts up a Carson Wentz-esque 18, 20 points a game, then Josh Allen's going to win me weeks as my QB too. Now, I would love to have gotten like later in the draft, and I guess a lot of these guys are in our listener league, so they, they listen, but uh, I may not be afraid to take a Hail Mary and, and draft Eli around early. I think Eli will still be the starting QB in 2019, at least for a while, at least ho- hopefully long enough to get through some bye weeks. Then I stacked a couple of running backs, just what I consider value running backs. But in this league right here, there's going to be very little chance that I move my 2021st. Because I know I've got to get a 2020 running back for this team. Uh, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be long for that you know, lead back position. Uh, I think this is a make or break year with a new coaching staff and OC for Kenyon Drake, who I got at the 807. And then Chris Carson. Chris Carson, I'm actually not worried about. They're going to run the ball so much in Seattle that both Chris Carson and Rashad Penny could have value. And to get Chris Carson in the... Uh, and the 906 felt right. So I've got a pick coming up here in a little bit. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing, and this means more to me than anything, and for the guys in the league listening, I'm really proud of you guys. I'm really, you know, pleased to see that I didn't see any bad trades. I didn't see – I don't see any any junk rosters. I don't see any, like, what-the-hell moves. I, I really dig this league, Jerry. No, I w- and just another point so- – there is a mean rush of quarterbacks here in the seventh round. I So I just have, I, I can't see the whole draft, but I can see about four or five guys right around you. And it looks like there went five quarterbacks in a row. Then the next round, there's three of the next six. So once four, we got to four, the seventh, no. you guys start, yeah, you guys started scooping them. Yeah, there was a run. So Slider looks like he traded up to the 705 to take Mitch Truth Bisky. And then I went Josh Allen at the 7-6. Uh, you know, I thought about getting a Jimmy Garoppolo share there, but... I, I, I own zero. I, I'm kind of meh on Jim, Jimmy G. I think he could be awesome. But I also think he could be hot garbage. So if that's the case, I'll take the rushing upside. Uh, a lot of guys call it the Konami code, which is Josh Allen. So I, I thought I'd take that. Then Matt Stafford. Then uh, B. Hartley. Hartley slid in there, made a trade to get Phil Rivers him and his 14 kids. And then uh, Big Ben went at the, the 7-12. So in the seventh round, we had six of the 12 picks for quarterbacks. Then in the eighth, we had Tom Brady at the 802, Derek Carr at the 804, Dwayne Haskins at the 805, and Daniel Jones at the 806, uh, Marcus Mariota at the 809, and uh, Andy the Red Rifle Rocket, Red Rocket, Dog Penis, Andy, Andy Dalton, he went at the 8-10. And then uh, Drew Locke went at the 9-8. And Nick Foles went at the 9-9. And I took Josh Rosen, uh, traded up to get Josh Rosen at the 9-11. And I'll come back later in the draft to either try to get like an Eli or uh, probably the smarter move at this point would be to stack Fitzmagic in case Fitzmagic beats him out. And, uh, you know, that, that, that'll be my quarterback group. I can dig it. I can dig it. What uh... – what about tight end? You don't have any tight ends. What are you thinking? Oh, man. I mean, clearly uh, you're punting. I mean, not not necessarily, but there, there's a you group. Know what I mean. there, there's a group that you know th- these guys may hear me, um, but the guys coming around off of the turn. See, we're, let's see, we're at the nine twelve. He doesn't have a tight end. Neither does ten o two. You know, I, I'm I'm going with my man. I'm I'm, I'm targeting uh, David and Joku. Austin Hooper is my my ultimate target. Chris Herndon. Noah Fant's still on the board. Um, give me one. J- j- just give me one because uh, we're going to talk about him again on the NFC, on the, excuse me, the AFC North show. I'm going to talk about Tyler Eifert. I think I can get him late. Uh, just not sweating it. Jared Cook. I mean, that's how I am. So Jared I, I Cook's just, still there. It looks like that's what you were doing. So I just wanted to clarify. Were you, did you, did you want to get a tight end earlier? 
I know you're a big guy that you want one of the top three. So when you didn't get it, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to wait it out then. I debated Kittle at the 207 or wherever I got Keenan Allen. I debated it, but it's not that big of an advantage. And I, I, you, I, if, I, if I draft enough of them, you know, if I wind up, let's, let's say I wind up with a final roster of Jared Cook, Dawson Knox, and Tyler Eifert. That would be a dream scenario for me to wind up with those three tight ends. As long as I'm playing the right matchups, I'll be all right. You know, that's gonna, you know, it's not best ball, so it can be kind of a pain in the ass, I guess, uh, week to week to week. But I, I'm having a I lot I mean, of- it's also a pain in the ass just to have tight ends. Because I mean, even if you have a good tight end, sometimes they crap the bed on you. So I'm not mad at that. Eric Ebron's still out there. You know, I could do the Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle stack. Mark Andrews is still out there. I mean, Will Disley, who we're going to talk about here in just a second. You know, th- there's plenty of guys out there at this point that if if you do it right, I'll have a tight end, and there's always moves to be made. You know, if I, if I'm competitive and we're coming up on the playoffs, and I need to move a, a 2020 first or a you know another player to get a tight end, I can do that. I did that last year to finish second in the league. I traded a, a hurt Deont, uh, Devonta Freeman straight up for Eric Ebron last year. It wasn't quite enough to get me a ship. I finished second in this particular league, mm. but you know what? It was the move worth making. Would I make that move today? Hell no. Hell no, but you know what? Uh, in the heat of battle, you know, I wanted to win a ship. I wanted to, I wanted to drink champagne from the chalice of glory. So that a boy, there so, you go. So listen, we 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 uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a little segment that I like to call uh, smoke or or fire, and smoke is just that. You know, a lot of people blow smoke up your ass and and, and tell you what you think you need to hear, and then there's actual fire. So I'm going to read some stories. I'm going to let Jerry go first, and then I'll comment behind him. Jerry, you ready to get into some of this news? Yeah, let's do it. This is the news. All right, so it looks like over the weekend, Kareem Hunt got into a quote-unquote incident that involved the police. No report was filed. No video camera evidence. Nothing like that. It's alleged the bar owner where Kareem was at uh, said he didn't recall any physical altercation. Jerry, is this smoke or is this fire? It's smoke, but just because I don't think it involved any, like you said, it didn't involve any violence. I actually heard a rumor that it was not him. It was one of his friends or something. Regardless, dude, you're on thin ice. You're in a one-year contract after you just got cut off of the most prolific offense in the NFL. Don't be out at a club on a you know Saturday night or whatever it was. Like I know you're young and I know you're rich and I know it's easy to do that. But dude, just work on football for 3 years. Get one contract that's real juicy. And then and then do whatever you want. It, it's Josh Gordon syndrome. Just put it off for a little bit. And then you can do whatever you want when you're stupid rich. So I think it's smoke. I don't think it's going to be any big deal. I think the suspension he has is the suspension he's keeping. I don't think anything will be added to it. But is it concerning about someone that just is sort of a moron? Yeah. To say he's a bozo is an understatement. It's, It's borderline moronic to just keep putting yourself in these dumbass situations. I agree with smoke, but I'm starting to see a little ember that that, that could develop into something. It's just a chronic, um, repetitive, you know, thing of making bad decisions. Dumbassery. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just you, you keep doing it. And, man, obviously in Cleveland you're a target. You know, people people want to, to get you going. And you're a young guy. And, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here in my, on my high horse as an older guy as you shouldn't be do that. Because you know what? I did plenty of dumb stuff at 24, too. And I and would I, be doing I, it, too, if I was rich. And so. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I, uh, if I said they, uh, they didn't. But you need to surround yourself with better friends, better people, you know, VIP, pr- private area, you know, rent out a space, whatever you need to do. Surround yourself with better people. But... If you got a panicked owner, and we got one in one of our leagues, Jerry, hint, hint, Keith, in the world-famous GOAT districts, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm slanging offers because I am very bullish on Kareem Hunt, even if he is a jackass. Going to move on to James Conner expects a similar role in Pittsburgh that he had in 2018. Now, we're going to talk about Pittsburgh uh, on tomorrow's regular show with our two special guests, but uh, is that smoke or fire? 
I think that's a bonfire. I I have been saying that I think he's still that guy. He was fantastic. We talk about Jalen Samuels and they hired his college coach and they drafted Benny Snell and those guys will have little bits of roles, but James Conner was, he was the man in that backfield and he never did anything to make it otherwise. Like our friend from FF statistics, Amaze Hayes, Addison Hayes will tell you James Conner's the dude. He's the workhorse there. And I am a hundred percent with him. And there are many things that I want to shake Addy about. This is not one of them. This is one of his takes that I love the kid for. I think James Conner is the workhorse. Randy, are you a Jalen Samuels guy? Benny Snell? Huh? I, huh? No. Uh, I, th- 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 this is a fire. This is a becoming a raging fire. Got co- order, older quarterbacks like Big Ben, established head coaches like Mike Tomlin, and you can even say that the same reason why I like James White in New England. Tom Brady, older quarterback. Bill Belichick, established head coach. Once you have their trust, it's hard to lose it. You know, you would either have to be putting the ball on the deck a lot, you know, missing blocking assignments and getting the quarterback killed for him to lose this role. I think James Conner is going to come back. I think James Conner is going to reestablish himself as the man. And, yeah, if if you held your James Conner shares or you used any of the Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels smoke to, to get a good deal, good for you. Emmanuel Colonel Sanders still targeting week one for a return to the NFL. Jerry, you buying this 30-plus-year-old wide receiver coming off of an Achilles? Smoke. It's an Achilles, and you're 30. You know, I'm 30. I get sore when I get out of bed. Do I think an NFL wide receiver with a torn Achilles is going to come back and, you know, come back to be ready in week one? No. No, I don't. I don't even think it's close. And if he is, I think he'll be on the sidelines. And even once he does get back on the field, he's not going to help your fantasy teams. He is probably not going to help the Broncos. They have plenty of young wide receivers that they can give a shot to. There's not really a reason to bring Emmanuel Sanders back. They're not winning the Super Bowl. I hate I hate to break their heart. Uh, John Elway, I apologize to break your heart like that. I agree that it's smoke, but I got two words for you. Josh McCown. I think he could be the elder statesman who's like a coach to really help these young guys. I think that Denver did a solid for Sanders, Sanders bringing him back at a pretty high cap number. He's like a $10 million plus million a year receiver. Let him make that one big chunk of uh, dough. Let him be a mentor. Emmanuel Sanders, for everything about him, he seems to be a good cat and a professional dude. So maybe he's out there coaching up Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton and even Noah Fant to a degree. So kind of like that coach on the field, like a Josh McCown. So smoke for your dynasty roster, but good for Emmanuel Sanders. Dwayne Haskins starting week one will be a quote-unquote group decision. Jerry, is that smoke or fire? Uh, I feel like it's like a big flame. Like there, there's a little fire to it just because they do have Case Keenum and Case Keenum is a, you know, he's started in the NFL with limited success, but there was some and Dwayne Haskins, you know, he doesn't have the running game. He's a rookie. He's looked good, but you know, I, they always want to start the vet. It seems like, you know, you always start the vet and then when they struggle, they lose a couple games then you bring the rookie in. So I, I think there's a little fire to it, but, before long, Dwayne has going to be the guy. You don't take him at 15. It was 15 or 16 where they took him. He'll be the starter sooner rather than later. Hopefully sooner because I've got a few shares of Dwayne. I agree with that. and But I will say this. It feels like, you know, you ever try to get experimental with your lady type friend? You know, you want to try something new. It's, it's <laughs> the, you have to warm her up to the idea first. Okay, I didn't know where that was going. Okay, good, so. well, good, 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 good. You you just don't go in there, you know, gung ho, guns a blazing. You know, you don't you don't do that. You know, th- th- this is the coaching staff of the Washington Redskins uh, prepping everybody involved. They're giving everybody a heads up. Case, you're not starting week one. We brought Dwayne in for a very simple reason. They're warming the the Washington media, which is a very large media you know outlet there in Washington D.C. or nation's capital, uh, rabid fan base there. They're they're warming up the fans. They're warming up the media. They're warming up the teammates. They're warming up everybody for Haskins to start the season. This is a team that is is battling the Giants for last place in that division. You might as well see what these young guys can do together. You might as well see what McLaren and Doxon and Trey Quinn and Geis and all these guys, what all these young guys can do together 
and let this team form some some chemistry. You're not playing for anything. You're playing for last. So th this is a little bit of fire. They're, they're just warming you up. You got to warm them up, Jerry. Uh, the Colts, my Colts, my favorite team, they remain bullish on Deion Kane per Kevin Bowen of 1070, 1070 the fan in Indianapolis. I've, I've said this all along. I'll take this one to lead. This is, again, a small flame. I've said this all along. They're doing Instagram series on the guy. Everybody talks this guy up. You're not going to see a lot out of him in 2019 because he's coming back from ACL. But I think Devin Funches, who signed a one-year $15 million deal, by the way, Devin Funches, buy your agent like a nice fruit basket. If he gets you $15 million for a year of football, that man should uh, get a nice fruit basket. And, you know, I'd like to hire him to get me a, a new gig. Good for him. But I think Devin Funches is a bridge guy. I think this team really wants to use Deion Kane on the outside, you know, move T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell around. I think Deion's a, a 2020 type asset, but he's someone I'm still acquiring. Jerry, smoke or fire with Deion Kane? Uh, I I think it's exactly what you said. And I even when before you took the lead, I was going to give you the lead because you're a Deion Kane guy. So I'll just I'll take it to the next one. We got Frank Gore and Devin Singletary up in Buffalo, both both working with the first team offense. Randy, smoke or fire? Th this one's fire. Uh, again, just like the Dwayne Haskins thing, they brought both of these guys in, and TJ Yeldon also commented that he expects the uh, this to be a fight to get touches in this backfield. You still got Shady McCoy. You got in. You got Yeldon, who they brought in in free agency. Old Man River, Frank Gore, and then the rookie they drafted in the third round, Devin Singletary. I think they're just kind of warming everybody up to get rid of LaShawn McCoy. He's a big cap number. I think they want to see if this team gets through camp healthy. Because, you know, running back is a, is a position where, you know, think back two years ago where the Chiefs lost Spencer Ware, and that led to the emergence of Kareem Hunt. You, you think back to last year when Darius Geis went down in the preseason. There's no point in cutting LaShawn McCoy down, but I think they're prepping us for the emergence of guys like Singletary, Yeldon, and Gore. Am I, am I crazy? I, I agree, and if, it feels like Devin Singletary sort of slipping under the radar because by the time we get to the season, he could easily be the lead back there, and not many people are really talking about him being one of these rookie running backs you know, it's all, you know, Miles Sanders and Miles Sanders is probably going to be in a committee. You know, there's a very good chance that uh, Devin Singletary ends up getting a workload and he's just slipping under your radar. So don't don't sleep on him again. Another guy we talked about this in Washington with Dwayne Haskins and that young offense. Why keep LaShawn McCoy around? If you draft yeah. a devil, Devin Singletary to be the guy, let's get him out there. Let's get him out there with Bob Foster. Let's get him out there with uh, Zay Jones with Beasley, with John Brown, Dawson Knox, and Josh Allen. Let's get this young core together. This is this is going to be your offense for the foreseeable future. Why piss around with an old guy like, you know, even Gore? So the next bit but of news, At least Gore is, a, he's, he seems like a good mentor in that Emmanuel Sanders correct. mold. LaShawn McCoy, not going to be that guy. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think on the weekends, Josh McCown, Emmanuel Sanders, and Frank Gore play bridge up there in the greater <laughs> New York. Canasta. Yeah, they're, they're playing get together. Old guys play pinochle. So this next bit of news just kind of drives me crazy. Uh, so on Tuesday, the day you're listening to this podcast, Ezekiel Elliott heading to New York to meet with Chief, Chief Magistrate Goodell uh, about his EDC shenanigans. Jerry, smoke or fire? I think it's smoke. I saw the video. It didn't really look egregious. Now that's sort of another Kareem Hunt situation, though, where you're just you're in a dumb situation. Like I have been to festivals. I have gone to concerts. I have not been in situations where I'm screaming at cops and getting in their face and like getting into fights. With everybody. Now, granted, I'm not super rich and a giant human being like NFL players, so I know better than to do that. But come on, dude. Do, do we have to listen to Ezekiel Elliott doing something stupid every offseason? Is it, is it just what we do as dynasty owners where we have to do this? I, you knew the, the job was dangerous when you took it. And I don't have a <laughs> I have a bad boys drop, so I use that one there. Uh, did you ever watch that 70s show? Yeah, love that 70s show. What was the dad's name? I think it was Red. Is that right? Red Foreman. Yep. yep. You know what? I'm going to get a dumbass drop. Every time we talk <laughs> about Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Hill – uh, way to go, dumbass. You know, that's that's these guys, and, and that's the, the risk you take. He's so talented 
that you can't not own him. I, I, I think he's going to get two games. I really do. I think Roger Goodell's got to put his foot down. And to your point, you get in trouble every offseason. This is it. We're, we're, we're going to give you two games. But anything after this is going to be major. I, I think Zeke's trade, and we talked about this on last week's show, you know, that the, the news is, is that Dallas is more concerned about signing Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. And of course they are, because they can, again, pick up Zeke's fifth-year option next year and then franchise him in year six. Why, why hitch your wagon long-term like L.A. did with Todd Gurley? With, with Gurley, it's more the injury concern, but Zeke's just a dumbass. Yeah, I, I wish I could have said it better. Put that on a tombstone. That was gospel. I mean, he's like a cool guy. I mean, I was a dumbass at 24, too, so I'm not, no, no judging. I'm just this is not purchase. I'm just as a dynasty player. Uh, Peyton Barber, likely to see more yards in Tampa than Ronald Jones, per the Athletics' Greg Allman. And the Athletic, holler at your boys, a little, a little something for, for the effort. Uh, Jerry, you, you, you a Barber guy? Are you a Rojo guy? And is this smoke or fire? I, I think it's fire. Uh, you're the Peyton Barber guy. Let's, let's talk to, to Randy here. I know you agree with this statement. Eight of nine rosters, I own uh, Peyton Barber. I mean, here's the thing. He's the super bridge guy. You know, I had a guy come back at me on Twitter because I, I, I posted about this, and he was like, well, I don't see Ronald Jones. I'm sorry, I don't see Peyton Barber doing more than he did last year. I'm like, cool. He was the RB 31 or 32 or something. So that, you know, and I'm sorry, it was like 20 something like that. He was a, it was a RB three. I'm like, are RB three still valuable for fantasy? Last time I checked, they are because the running back's probably the most injury riddled position of anything in fantasy that we all deal with every year. He's a solid guy. He's not going to piss off the coaches. There's nothing spectacular about Peyton Barber, but there's nothing red flag about Peyton Barber. I'm a big Bruce Anderson guy. If, if I had to rank the, the Bucks offense of running backs in the order I want them, I want them real close for just 2019 in redraft. I want Barber for the foreseeable future until they draft a 2020. I want Bruce Anderson. I want no part of Rojo. He's too hot right now. You, Smoke, Fire, what do you got? Uh, I think it's Smoke, I, or Fire, excuse me. I think Peyton Barber's the guy. I, I was I drafted Rojo. I have well had one share. I got rid of that because it's n- not worth. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pull a Seth and say, you know, shooting dead fish out of a barrel or whatever he said last week. But you know, it, I'm done on Rojo. Sorry, bud. I know it's one year, and I know that's unfair of me to do. But you're a little dude. You don't pass catch all that well. You were putrid as a second round draft pick. And let's not act like Peyton Barber's old. Like he just turned 25 a few days ago. This guy is 5'11, 6 foot, 225 pounds. He's a big dude, which is likely to not get injured. He played all 16 games last year. He's a big guy that can take the punishment. He is not going anywhere. I, Peyton Barber is another one of those highly disrespectful guys. And I love that you call him a bridge guy because that's exactly what he is. They will likely go running back because they, you know, they can't rely on Rojo but they also don't trust Peyton Barber to be that elite guy, so I do think they go that way. I just see it as Peyton Barber's a better between-the-tackles guy. He's a better goal-line guy. And if you've done any research on Bruce Anderson, Bruce Anderson's a better receiver. So where does, Bruce, so where does Rojo fit in? You can't, you can't outrun it. You can't do the dirty work that, that Barber does. You can't do the pass-catching work as well as Anderson. You're kind of the odd man out. So for that reason, that is fire. Now here's the big story. Tyreek Hill spent eight hours with NFL investigators last Wednesday, and the thought is is that his suspension would be four games max per Nate Taylor of the Athletic. Again, Athletic, a couple of bucks, something. Uh, He should be in camp as well. So here in about three weeks, he should be in Chiefs camp. On top of that, the Chiefs are talking extension with Hill once again, and, and this is per Therese Pryor of Yahoo Sports. So it looks like your investment of a late Tyreek Hill share is going to pay off. I mean, he's going to miss the first four games, but did we not see what Julian Edelman did last year after he missed the first four games? Did we not my, see my Mark playoffs Ingram? are not in the first four games either. You know what? All, all you got to do is get in the show. So, Jerry, smoke or fire? listen, I hope it's four games. We talked about this a couple days ago. I said I thought it would be four games. If you got Tyreek Hill, you got to like it. And on their part, of course, they're talking extension. You're coming off a suspension. You've got a history of just doing awful things. 
So they can probably sign you for much cheaper than they could someone of your equal talent and production. So so good on them. Ty- if you are a Tyreek Hill owner, this has to be good news. It, there was a point this offseason where we thought he might get cut and not signed and be done from the NFL. Maybe 12 games, maybe 10 games. If you're looking at four, please. Even eight. Even, I, I don't care. And again, if, if you're not a Patreon, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to turn over Patreon podcast to, to non-Patreons. It's just, that, that wouldn't be fair to those guys. But I covered this. There's a level of risk aversion that I just, I, I'm cool with. You know, I, I call, I'll just kind of summarize. It's the rule of one. You can have one high-level, ultra-talented dumbass on your team. You, so I wouldn't want to own Zeke Elliott and Tyreek Hill on the same roster. They're both elite. They're both dumbasses. I wouldn't want to own both. You can own one mid-level dumbass on your team. You can have a Robbie Anderson and a Kareem Hunt. You know, both guys that, that you know are in that RB2 wide receiver two category, but I wouldn't want to own both Robbie Anderson and Kareem Hunt on the same roster. The lower level jackasses, you know, the Antonio Callaways of the world, what you're going to pay for them is not really going to handicap your roster. But those high end and elite level dumbasses, just minimize your exposure to them and and look at that with roster construction, (laughs) just like anything else. What's the dumbass factor on my team? Next story, Lamar Miller looking slim and trim. Uh, and is a target in later rounds of redraft for me. Jerry, where are you at with Lamar Miller? I've never really been a fan, but I like it when wide receiver, excuse me, when running backs come in, losing a little extra of that pudge. Looking good. I I just traded a share of Lamar Miller, and it's weird. It was for DeAndre Hopkins, which is why I did it. But in general, I like Lamar Miller. I think he's the best running back on that team. Everyone wants to talk about Dante Foreman. Dante Foreman's a big dude coming off an Achilles that ran straight at Texas. He didn't break tackles. He didn't make people miss. He wasn't overly, you know, violent with his contact to break the tackles. No, he was a big dude that ran straight through big holes. He was never awesome. I I never understood the Dante Foreman love. I still don't understand the Dante Foreman love. And that was before he tore his Achilles. And now they got Karan Higdon. They got, uh, who's the other guy they signed, Randy? It's it's funny you say that because for me, this is fire. You know, if you're a contender and you can go out and throw your, and I mean a contender, don't don't kid yourself, know where your team is. But if you can throw what's projected to be a late 2020 second and go get Lamar Miller, just throw a that's, 20, steal that's it. That's a stupid steal. And, that's and, an unbelievable steal. And and, and, I, they, and I can almost guarantee you'll get it. It depends on the owner. You know, if, if you're in the right spot, and again, you got to be a contender. Um, the other guy you were referring to was Demarie Crockett, and he's Thank actually you. he's he. I know I know that you're a a Big Ten guy there with Sparty, and you know a lot about Michigan and, and Higdon, but I actually have Crockett as the number two running back at cost at ADP that I would rather own in Houston. Big Lamar Miller fan. Uh, I, I would like to have Demarie Crockett as the other guy. Um, just like a personal preference thing. Don't have a ton of reasons why I'd rather have him over Lamar. But yeah, I, I, this is fire for me. And in redrafts where his ADP is, and you know he continues to slip. Uh, listeners, put your earmuffs on, like in the movie Old School. Earmuffs, earmuffs, listeners. If Lamar, if Lamar Miller's here in a round or two, I'm not going to be afraid to pull that trigger. I know, oh, I, I, know. I, I, I know I'm going to get nuked in 2020. Uh, our boy Shane, at DFF underscore Shane, uh, data don't score points, if you will. He said that this 2020 running back class is going to come in and do the Thanos snap to the NFL running backs. They're going to make half of the running backs in the NFL disappear when this 2020 class shows up, and I think that's hilarious. But I don't want to overcommit to Lamar Miller, but if I think I'm contending and need like a – like a like a jazzier version of Peyton Barber. That's perfect. Like, that, That's that, a, that is a perfect explanation a, of what Lamar Miller is. And, and speaking of running backs uh, that, that I think are snazzy, because I drafted him at like the ninth or eighth round. Uh, running back touches could vary game to game up in Seattle, but Chris Carson will be hard to unseat as the starter per John Boyle of Seahawks.com. Jerry, smoke or fire? Fire. Got to be fire. You got You have to not perform. He is the guy. He got the workload. If you are going to continue to perform at a higher level than Rashad Penny, you keep that. Rashad Penny, if you want that job, if you want to be the guy that we drafted you to be, 103, 104, wherever we took you in rookie drafts, for that to pay off, you need to outperform him. So I think that is straight fire. It it is Chris Carson's job. And that breaks my heart because I loved Rashad Penny, but 
dude, at some point you have to outperform the man ahead of you if you want his job. Otherwise, you're staying second fiddle. Well, first of all, as a guy from the South, we uh, we don't we don't hate a, a fiddle. We uh, we we love we love fiddle, and uh, the Seattle Seahawks were number two last year in rushes per game. They averaged about 33 rush attempts per game. I think there's plenty for both Carson and Penny, to be quite honest. And uh, I, I, I can re-summarize what you said. It was the great American philosopher and scholar Ric Flair who said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, and as of yet, Rashad Penny has not beat Chris Carson. I know he had a minor knee scope or whatever this offseason. But look at Pete Carroll's track record. His guy is his guy, and Pete Carroll is his guy. He doesn't give a rat's ass that they drafted Rashad Penny with the first overall pick. He trusts, you know, Chris Carson. Chris Carson's going to get his work. Now, I think Penny will get his too. But just be real careful overbuying Rashad Penny, expecting a ginormous workload, although I both think uh, both running backs can eat in Seattle in 2019. So I'm calling that one fire. Tyler Eifert back in action and looks ready for camp. Jerry, smoke or fire? Uh, I think it's a little fire because Tyler Eifert is great in the red zone. Tyler Eifert, when he plays, has always been productive. It's been the injuries. So if he's there and he's healthy, I think it it has to be something. You know, it uh, it has to be, you know, he's relevant. And at the price you get him, because everyone that's ever had him has not actually got to put him into their lineup because he's hurt all the time. You know, it, does that suck for Drew Sample, who they drafted in the second round? Sorry, dude. That's, I mean, welcome to the NFL. So I, I think it's fire. And I know you're a Tyler Eifert guy, so you have to think it's fire. No, I don't have to think anything. I, but I, you I, do. I, 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 I'm hoping, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, it's probably smoke, but I'm hoping it's fire. To your point, they drafted Drew Sample, who's much more of a blocker at this point in his career than he is a pass catcher. I loved. I want Tyler Eifert as one of my last picks in any best ball draft that I'm in. I mean, this is a guy that, again, if he stays healthy, has double-digit touchdown upside. We know that Andy Dalton likes him. Um, we, we don't know what this offense is going to look like under Zach Taylor. But the talent is there, and, he, and he's still sub-30, which for tight ends is pretty young. So I don't mind it. I'm hoping uh, but the point is about bringing Drew Sample up is the, from what I've read, the hope is that Drew Sample will, again, will do the dirty work of the blocking so he can be out running down the seam, being open in the red zone. And I think that would just be beautiful because I'm a Tyler Eifert guy. He's an Indiana boy like me, went to Notre Dame. So uh, a, a little bit of both. Uh, Matt LaFleur, cram it in your cram hole, LaFleur. He wants to get the running backs more involved in the passing game. Jerry, smoke or fire on the RB involvement in the passing game? Hey, Matt LaFleur, no kidding. What, what else is there to say? You have Aaron Rodgers. You've just been passing the ball all day long for the last decade because you have arguably the best quarterback in the game. You would think you would pass to a running back. You had Ty Montgomery. You didn't want to do that. Now I get it when you had Eddie Lacy. He was fat, loved cheeseburgers, couldn't catch the ball. Y yes. Aaron Jones is dynamic when he gets the ball, and he's healthy. You know, this is, why would you not want to do that? It, it, you, this has to be fire for you, I, I would assume, because why Why would you not want them in the passing game? It, it just seems like an easier way. That way you'll open space for Devontae uh, Adams. You've got one of your emerging wide receiver twos, which is a whole nother talk that we've had a thousand times. You know, you want to open it up for those guys so that these young rookie, you know, wide receiver twos that you have can actually get more space. Throw it to the running backs more so that the defense isn't relying on covering these guys. I, I think it's smoke, to be quite honest with you. You Green, don't think they're going to do it? Well, you don't think they want to do it? That is the question. Well, I, Green Bay threw the ball 640 times last year, third most in the league. So if they're not targeting the running backs then, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, is leopard doesn't change its spots is the old saying. And he's going to continue to give Devonta Adams, you know, a bajillion targets. And they have already said they want to get him more. There, there's been positive buzz about uh, Geronimo Allison and a little bit more positive buzz about MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And, and, and then you got other guys like Equinemius St. Brown, Jimmy Graham still, 
you know, rolling. And by rolling, I mean, I don't know how. Out there at tight end, they drafted Jay Sternberger. It's one of those situations. Lots of cooks in the kitchen. Eh, it's, I, I think it's more smoke. It's one of those ones I'll be happy to be wrong. If they do use Aaron Jones more in the passing game or any of these guys, I'll be happy to be wrong because that means it, it'll help my, my running backs because I've got a little bit of these guys. But I don't think that I'll be wrong. Uh, last story before we, uh, you know, head out for the day. And thank you for tuning in to this bonus. Will Disley, big Montana, big sky. Will Disley expects to see an expanded role per John Boyle of the Seahawks.com. Jerry, smoke or fire? Only a little bit of smoke. I, I think they do want to get him the ball because he's, in my opinion, the best tight end that's on the Seahawks. But they also, you know, they have Jennings. They just drafted DK. They got Lockett. They've got all the running backs. I think he is pretty far down the pecking order as far as the options that are going to be in that passing attack. But I do think they want to get him the ball. So I think it's a little smoke. I think this one's got the uh, the raging fire, if you will. I, uh, I'm i buying. I, I, I buy this. I, I've been on Will Disley all along. I've been trying to snap him up in tight end leagues and, and two tight end leagues and any kind of tight end premium, Russell Wilson uses the the tight end. He has. Will Disley was having a good little start to 2018 before he tore his ACL. And I got news for you. Jacob Hollister, who they traded for from New England, he doesn't scare me. Uh, Nick, I think Nick Vanette's still there. Uh, Red Dead Ed Dixon still floating around there somewhere. I mean, that's a. I mean, I always say it, but that's like the future, the the future accountants, UPS drivers, and dog walkers of America. If I ever heard it, so good good for those guys. But I don't see those guys as real competition for NFL reps with with Will Disley. So I don't mind it. Give me Will Disley. I'm I'm throwing out I'm throwing out twenty twenty thirds, twenty twenty fours for Will Disley. Start the bottom, work your way up. But see if the see if this the the four letters two zero two zero. And then a fourth behind it does anything for for and a those Disney. those first four numbers they usually do the selling for themselves. Oh yeah, that, those things definitely sell themselves. Well, listen, Jerry, thank you for jumping on with me and doing a little uh, little bonus about the listener league and uh, about some smoke or fire. Always fun. I get, you can always talk about a startup draft. There's just always so many storylines to go down. Little rabbit holes. Yeah, we may do another one of these in a couple of weeks because that's about how long this 39-round bitch is going to take to wrap up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I want to thank Jerry for jumping back on. There'll be a Patreon this week. We know it's a holiday. It don't care. Uh, this machine rolls on. And I've got a great, uh, great little topic for the Patreon. So if you're a Patreon listener as well as a regular listener, thank you so much for hanging out with Jerry and I. And remember, Jerry and I are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you on Wednesday. Bye-bye.